Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety. No, this isn't Kirk and no, this isn't Dan. My name is Elliot Ward, hypnosis expert, addiction specialist, and today I'm taking over Dan O'Reilly, a.k.a. Dapper Laughs, Menace to Sobriety. I've turned the tables and I'm going to interview him. So, hi, Dan. How you doing? <laughs> Again. Was, yes, mate. Third time lucky, my yes. friend. That was a great intro. You like that? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, man. I, this, I'm on the other side, man. This is good. This is cool. Switch to the other side. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you got for me, man. Yeah, definitely. So, so listen, our third time meeting up. Yeah. So, it's good. Um, oh, do you know what? I'm, f- I'm 300 days. Uh, just that? over 300 days. About 302 days or something like that. Dan, you just, just interrupted my question. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it because we've done 50, then 100 days. I'm already fucking this up. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, first question. How many days have you had, Dan? <laughs> 300 and something days, sorry. 300 and something days. Yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll tell you right now, actually. Yeah, you got man. an app? Yeah, because it's uh, it is uh, the reason why I jumped straight in there because it is relative to mine and yours journey because you came we done f- we done fifty together then yep. we done one hundred didn't we yep. uh, three hundred and three days three hundred and three days yeah I don't know if you can zoom in on that on that That's one fucking awesome oh, look at that awesome awesome so let me ask you some questions because three hundred and three days that's a long time right yeah a time for life to change yeah um so what's happened to your tribe the tribe that you used to drink and do the packet occasionally with what's happened to those people. That's a tough one, man. I don't, I don't really see them. To be honest with you, I don't really see them. I still talk to, uh, I still talk to them occasionally, but I don't go out with them. I don't see them. Uh, a few of my close, close friends, um, I don't talk to at all. Right. Um, so uh, it's kind of like out with the old, in with the new. Um, I say in that there's there's no sort of new new friends, but um, put it this way: the people that were the people that uh, are, are only interested in really kind of drinking and using drugs still, um, we they don't call me really, and uh, I I don't reach out to them because uh, I know I know kind of what they're doing to socialise it. But I've, I've got no bad feelings about that, and I'd never try and change them in any way, shape, or form. It works for them still. Um, but uh, yeah, my tribe now is uh, Shelley and the two girls, man. That's, That's all. That all my time is spent there. I'm rarely, I rarely, I'm working and uh, socialising for me is with them now. Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing because a lot of people ask me these questions. They're like, "Oh, what am I going to do? That you know, where am I going to go? How am I going to go out with those friends? How am yeah. I going to go to the pub? How am I going to go to these places?" Because very much is a tribe mentality, yeah. right? You tend to associate with people who do the like things. And then your tribe congregate in that place where your tribe feel comfortable. And then when you stop, as you say, yeah. you suddenly don't have those people. Mm. But it's opened up lots of other opportunities for you. Yeah, I think I think like grow up, man. Like fucking, I'm nearly forty years old, and I'm like, I just think like, well, so what if you lose some friends? And it depends what's important to you. And I think the most important thing is uh, how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? So that that's what that, that's what this last three hundred and something days, three hundred and three days, or whatever. Or, nine months has been about is about um uh being comfortable with myself i mean i've just come back from a little caravan holiday i was telling you about it outside and my missus uh said to me god i've never seen you 
sort of be able to sit in one place. Like we go to the beach. Normally we go to the beach and I'd be there half hour, 45 minutes and I'd be like, right, what's going on? Like, what else are we doing? Or I'd be like, oh, I want to go and get a beer or da da da. Or we'd be watching the evening entertainment and I'd be, I'll get about half hour, 45 minutes into it and I'd be like, right. Or we're back at the caravan. I'm like, right, what's next? What's next? This whole time I just, it weren't about me and what I was doing. I was just watching the kids, what they were doing. I was just happy in my own skin. Yeah, you're present. You're engaged. Yeah, just happy. And, um, and yeah. So it feels you, good. So here's a question that I'm asked a lot. Do you ever think about it? What about uh, drink and yeah, drugs? Drink and drugs. Do you ever think about it? Do you ever think about, oh, you know, drink only when something, only, only really when something goes wrong, weirdly, okay. strangely enough. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sat around thinking about, uh, I, I don't, I don't know when this changed, probably somewhere around the six month mark, probably around somewhere around um, six, five or six, because I really struggled month one to three. I was like, who am I? What am I doing? Oh, this doesn't feel right. This, four or five i was like oh this is weird because everything changes in your life right it's like it's like it's like a complete lifestyle change and you battle with it and maybe around six or seven months i was still romanticizing going and having a nice cold beer and having a drink with the lads and everything like that and then i just realized like, i can still do that if i want to do that yeah. but i don't want to do that yeah. i don't i can have a nice alcohol free beer if i want to i don't want to do that um, to me, the problem was really the packet, the session, and all. That's what yeah. was fucking ruining my life. And um, I've, when I look at that now and think about it, it fucking disgusts me. I couldn't think of anything worse. I feel so good, so healthy, so lean, and so fresh, and so with it, and so on a, on a, on a level that I couldn't think of anything worse. So. I don't feel awkward. I don't get that anxiety anymore. I, I used to get riddled with anxiety, you know, being around people that were drinking. Uh, I get a bit anxious if people are visibly drunk in front of me. Right. I want to get away from it. But um, no, I haven't I haven't romanticised about it at all. I'm kind of, yeah, you know, you've got to be careful, obviously, touch wood, but I kind of feel like I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. From yeah, it. definitely. Your identity's changed. Yeah, yeah, I don't, it's not me, man. Like, uh, but when something goes wrong, I get triggered. So if I like, I got like fucking, you know, if if it, just vet, there's various things in my life that I know are a, bad news. Yeah, bad news. Or if you know, I'm insecure about certain things in my life. If if something like that pops up, I do get a shudder. How do you deal with that then? I see it as a trigger. Okay. I've labelled them. I've labelled them as triggers now. And um, but you know, you know, I'm like, if someone close to me was to die, I'd be worried about how I would cope with that without drinking drugs. And, you know, I think that I'm, you know, uh, I, 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 that's the only thing that worries me. If something massively bad happened to me and I was struggling to cope, yeah. um, I think it would be a battle for me. But day-to-day -day life is quite I, I right. see one of your coping strategies, and, and I also am a, I'm a great advocate of this, is you're into the boxing. I'm not boxing, mine's in the gym doing weights. But, you know, I yeah. think that really helps your mental stability. What, yeah. what do you think? The, the, the massive thing with that is I think it's mental resilience. It's like willpower. It's like building and building your willpower. You know, like if I start my day not wanting to get out of bed, then getting out of bed and not wanting to go to the gym, then going to the gym and not wanting to do the press-ups, but doing the press-ups and the fucking burpees and the star jumps, then not wanting to spar and doing the spar. By the time I get out, I'm like, fucking, mate, I've done all of that. Seeing a beer or a social event or something like that, that's a piece of piss for me to overcome my willpower. Yeah. If I'm really pushing myself to do real tough, hard stuff, you know, like sparring is fucking horrible, um, especially when, when you're sparring lads that are better than you. Um, 
you know, uh, and I just think, you know, like the cold water dips and all of that stuff, it's all about building mental resilience. And when I say to people, you've got to put the work into your sobriety, it's not just the meetings and, and brushing up on the knowledge, it's building that mental willpower. Because yeah. ultimately, succumbing to your addiction and, and, and succumbing to turning to drink and drugs and when you're bored or when everything goes wrong, it's low willpower because you know it's not going to do nothing positive for you. Yeah. So that's what that is for me. Yeah. I mean, and plus that, that exercise released a lot of dopamine. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely get high from it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's interesting. I remember uh, reading a book by uh, Jesse Itzler called Living with, a, uh, Living with a Seal. And Jesse Itzler was uh, a writer. He, he made lots of jingles, made lots of money, owned an airline, etc. And he decided to get fit. So he hired a trainer. The trainer turned out to be David Goggins, which is what made David Goggins famous in the end. Wow. And in the book, um, David Goggins is kind of like, kind of like off the chart, does crazy shit, right? And so one day he says to Jesse Itzler, listen, I want you to sit in this chair. I want you to sit in this chair all night long. And uh, Jesse Itzler's like, well, I've got a perfectly fucking good bed. Why have I got to sit in a chair? He said, because you're too comfortable. Yeah. I need you to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So when uncomfortable things happen in your life, you're already prepared for it. I love that. And that's kind of like what you're saying, right? Yeah. Your, your mental preparation for when things may happen or do happen in yeah. life you've got a resilience as you say yeah 100% i think that we it's far too easy for us as a as people especially as men at the moment to stick the fucking tv on to sit back to open a beer to have a line of coke to cheat on your missus to do the the real fucking tough thing is showing up for your family like being t trustworthy trying to be clean healthy and stuff like that. that's tough that's hard work mate yeah uh, you know to be a good person it takes fucking work and yeah. I'm, obviously I'm, there's loads of shit i'm probably doing wrong and i'm still learning and stuff like that but i actually enjoy the process now of um trying to get the most out of my day it makes me feel proud it's like a, it's like you sort the guilt and shame for a little bit of pride definitely yeah but but i see you also do your your training your boxing first thing in the morning yeah and I think that kind of sets you up for the day. Yeah. There's, there's an old uh, analogy that I like. It says, uh, when you're on the plane and the oxygen mask come down, the captain says, always put your oxygen mask on yourself before you start helping other people. Yeah. Otherwise, you run out of oxygen. So it's kind of like what you're doing. You're, yeah. you're taking care of yourself so you can then take care of other people. Definitely. I mean, 100% for me. When I walk back through the door after being to the gym, I'm fucking full of life. The endorphins are just kicking in. I've normally had a coffee, so I'm off me nut. But I'm, I'm like, woo! fucking it's going to be a good day but not just that I've got this saying where I kind of say like I beat the day before it beats me because if I lie in bed for too long uh, and start thinking about things my, I, I don't know if it's the ADHD or, or what or just because I'm an overthinker if I literally lie in my bed uh, and I don't get out straight away right and I start thinking and one thought goes to another thought if I latch onto a negative thought and I start I could quite easily stay in bed all day yeah. I could quite easily lose the willpower and it happened and sometimes it sometimes I get mental fatigue of trying to fucking push and, and do all these different things that I'm doing the comedy the business the fucking family man the sobriety and some days I can't you know once every couple of months or once every month or something like that I'm just like do you know what fuck life fuck me fuck but that 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 would happen a hell of a lot more if I didn't throw my feet out of bed as soon as I I woke up because you can just you can you can you can get comfortable with the idea of doing fuck all yeah 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 definitely um that's what i call buckets you know there's a do it bucket and there's a fuck it bucket yeah and, and you've got to figure out how to fill your do it bucket and empty a fuck it bucket yeah 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 you know i like to think about addiction as a black hole right and there's this black hole and the closer you are to the black hole the more it can draw you in and it draws you in and once it sucks you in it's fucking tough to get out. But as long as you stay further and further away from the black hole, and yeah. as time progresses, life becomes easier. 
Yeah, oh, fucking hell, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely that's a good analogy, man. What um, question I want to pick up on, you said you mentioned about your ADHD. Yeah. And it's interesting because I get literally thousands of people since being on your podcast and the platform on TikTok, etc., cetera, uh, message me. And one of the common things that I hear is people say to me, yeah, but I've got ADHD. I, you know, I need to use the packet. I've got ADHD. I need to drink. Yeah, that's you know, bullshit. it's their excuse. What would yeah. you say to that? Um, man, fucking, <laughs> that's like self-diagnosis. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you're, you know, oh man, I can't say nothing. I was probably, I was probably fucking self-medicating with uh, with cocaine for fucking years. But it's true, you know, the cocaine might calm down the ADHD. I mean, they give you stimulants for ADHD, but that's bullshit, man. You can't use, you can't use that as an excuse. You know, ADHD is like a million thoughts uh and in a million the best way i can describe the adhd for me is i don't even have a choice whether to act on my my thoughts you know if 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 i'm like washing up a cup or something and then i suddenly want to do a video it's like i'm doing the video and then i've realized i've stopped washing the cup it's like and that happens fucking continuously throughout the day it can become chaotic um i think that if you need medication for your adhd you should probably get the correct stuff because <laughs> you know self medicate yeah like fuck Fucking, you know, sitting on your own in the mid in the pitch black, wanking yourself silly to porn because you've done too much coke ain't helping your ADHD. <laughs> Do you know especially, what I mean? especially it's hard to get it there. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about um, you know washing up and, and doing a video and, and the ADHD, yeah. uh, I want to pick up on something that I was going to say for later, but you're going to I'm going to jump right in with it. Yeah, go on. Because people talk about addiction and addictive personalities. I'm a quite a believer in addictive personalities. But there's a lot of research now in what's called impulsivity, right? Yeah. So what impulsivity is people who are have a bridging gap between thinking about something, thinking about the pros and cons of doing it and doing it, and the impulsivity of just doing something without mm. thinking about it. Like suddenly you're doing a video, suddenly you're watching yeah. it up. And there's a guy called Dr. Barrett in the 90s. He developed an impulsivity test. So I thought it'd be good if I do the impulsivity test on you, right? Wow. It's 30 questions. And also for all of you watching at home, Grab a piece of paper, pause this for a moment, grab a pen, and let's see where you come on the impulsivity test. So I'm going to ask you 30 questions. Yeah. Okay. And these questions rank from one to four. Let me just get all my paper and all my notes together because uh, yeah, yep. I've got it perfect. Okay, perfect. Right. So grab your piece of paper, grab your pen, and let's do the impulsivity test. Okay. Right. 30 questions between one and four. So one is rarely, two is sometimes. Three is often and four is always, okay? Mm. And I'm going to score you. So right. first thing that comes into your head when I ask the questions, okay. I plan tasks carefully. One, two, three, or four? <laughs> rarely. One. Okay, so one. one is a rarely. Okay, perfectly. I do things without thinking. Uh, three. Three. Often. Okay. Often. I make up my mind quickly. Four. Always. Always. Boom. Okay. I'm happy-go-lucky. Uh, often. Three. Three. I don't pay attention. Uh, <laughs> this is like my ADHD test. Yeah. Um, yeah, two, two. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, I don't pay attention. Actually, no, I, I, I'm fucking... Con my missus is constantly having a go at me about this, so... Uh, three. Often. Okay. You changing your mind again? Okay. <laughs> uh, I have racing thoughts. Ah, oh, always. Four. I plan trips well ahead of time. Pfft, rarely. One. I am self-controlled. Oh, what does that mean? It means I, I, I'm self-controlled. If I make a decision that I think is the wrong decision, I go, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And you stick with not going to do that. 
But we're not just talking about sobriety, we're talking about in general in life. Self-controlled, yeah, I think I am quite often three. Three, okay. I concentrate easily. One, rarely. That's hard for me to concentrate, man. I save regularly. Save money? I guess so, yeah. It's quite generic, but yeah. Yeah, three, often, yeah, yeah, yeah. I squirm at plays or lectures. What do you mean? Find it hard to yeah. sit through them? Yeah, to concentrate. Yeah, always, four, yeah. Okay. I'm a careful thinker. Hmm. In the thinking pose there. Hmm. Yeah, I'm often a carefree. I'm Great. often a careful thinker. I plan for job security. No, rarely one. <laughs> I say things without thinking. <laughs> Always four, four. I think that's got you in trouble before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to think about complex problems. Rarely. Fuck. Couldn't, think, fuck, of any, fuck couldn't think of anything worse than thinking of a complex problem. I change jobs. Uh, yeah, always. I mean, uh, uh, I, 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 I do many different different fucking things. You know, I'm always coming up with yeah, new you things. Are. Yeah, you are. I act on impulse. Yeah, always. Four. I get easily bored when solving thought problems. Often. Three. I act on the spur of the moment. Often. Three. I'm a steady thinker. Uh, sometimes, too. Hope you're writing these down back home. I change where I live. Change residences, change houses. Sometimes, too. I've moved a few times. In the I buy time. things on impulse. Often, three. I can only think about one problem at a time. Yep. Uh, always, four. I change hobbies. <laughs> Often, three. I spend more than I earn. Mm. That's difficult because I fucking earn shit loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> He's rich. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, uh, rarely, rarely. I'm good with my money. I have outside thoughts when thinking. Yeah, some often three. I'm more interested in the present than the future. Rarely, one. I am restless at lectures or talks. Yeah, often. Three. I like puzzles. Fuck no. One, really. I plan for the future. Often. Three. Okay, so, anyone got a calculator here? Let's just calculate these up for me. Ready? Mm. Mooch, you got a calculator? You ready? I'm just going to call them out. One, three, four, three, three, four. One, three, four, three, four, three, one, four, one, four, four, three. <laughs> you still going? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Three, two, two, three, four, three, one, three, one, three, one, three. Is it right or wrong? And your lottery numbers today are... <laughs> like What's the total? 92. Okay, perfect. 92. Okay. So. 92. Is that, did, I, did I pass? Well, so, so listen, the scores range from 30 to 120. Right. The higher the score, the more impulsivity you have, the more likely and propensity you have to have an addictive type of personality or make addictive decisions. Be that alcohol, be that using the packet, be that using anything... Even exercise, right? Yeah. So you range extremely high in impulsivity. Yeah. Anything over 60, 
65.70 is starting to veer on high and you were at 90, you're fucking off the chart. And, <laughs> yeah. And that's a common thing about people who have that propensity to become addicted to certain things. Yeah. Right? Um, and people talk about addiction, you know, people go, how do you define addiction? You know, I can tell you how I define addiction and then see what you think about this. Mm. So to me, addiction is having a compulsion to a substance or a behavior that has a craving, right? That gives temporary relief from a problem that has a negative consequence. That's how I would define an addiction. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's right. That's right. I think I'd I'd sort of if I was to describe addiction, I'd say having an overwhelming compulsion to do something and doing it even though you know it has a negative outcome. Right. Yeah, so very similar, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's interesting because, you know, we were having a talk outside about people mm. saying, oh, I'm not addicted. I only use once a week. I'm not addicted. I yeah. only use twice a week. I only drink twice a week. I only drink, you know, it's not a question of the frequency. It's a yeah. question of the negative consequences of doing that. Yeah, get, it, it pisses me off, to be honest with you. I, I get like almost like that. I've got to sometimes justify myself on <laughs> on the level of my problem when ultimately I don't like it's a funny old thing, Elliot, mate, because I don't particularly I never particularly wanted to be sat here talking about drinking and drugs and stuff like that. But I feel like I've got responsibility to um, my following, The you know, like it, I feel like if you if 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 you're not sharing stuff that can help people and you're only using your social medias for, you know for your own benefit then i think that's a bit of a that's a bit of a shit thing to do so um but it does piss me off when um you know because ultimately people are struggling that are reaching yep. out to me and i i think um that's why i loved the podcast with you and talking and learning from about what you do because i think that the sort of the the taboo the elephant in the room and the big killer for especially suicide in young men and the unspoken about addiction and and uh, the thing that is really sort of systematically woven into our society and culture and the thing that's fucking up families the most is the weekend fucking session binging. Uh, not the most, but I'm saying it's the most untalked about. Yeah. Uh, and it's the most, because it's almost like it's allowed and it's not a fucking problem. But if you're only fucking your life up 25% of the time, what does that mean? You don't have a fucking problem because you're not fucking your life up 100% of the time. Yeah. And... Um, I may not have been an alcoholic in the true sense of the word, but when I drank, I drank like an alcoholic. When I sniffed gear, I, I sniffed gear like a drug addict. All or nothing. It was all or nothing. And uh, I think if you're, if uh, once you pop, you can't stop, whether it's drink, drugs, or whatever. Um, if if that's having a negative effect on your on your life and you can't stop doing it, then you have got a problem. Whether it's fucking once a month, once a year, or fucking every day. Yeah, I, I mean, there. Are, I think there are two categories of people that use. I mean, there's subdivisions, but. Uh, I was putting this out the other day. There's what I call a finisher or a putter away. So that's whether it's alcohol. I'm a finisher. I drink, you know, unless you've got a bar. You know, I drink, you know, continually until I finish. Or if I've got the packet, I just keep going until I finish it. Or I put it away like I've done a full G or two Gs or whatever. And I put some away for another day. That was called a finisher or a putter away. And the response was this. They go, well, I'm a putter away. So I'm not addicted. I'm not the same as a finisher. And I go, well, hang on a minute. What about if you're the putter away and then you pull it out tomorrow and then you're a putter away and you pull it out tomorrow? They've both got yeah. an addiction, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is this, this, this you know, that there's a there's a reason why society doesn't um advertise or or push the narrative that 
alcohol and drugs in moderation are bad for you. But well, definitely alcohol because there's a whole industry around alcohol. Yeah, and um, I think that some of us have got addictive natures, uh, like you said, addictive personalities, yeah. like like saying the test. Yeah, I know, impulsivity. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, and it's definitely impulsivity. I'm, I know that everything that everything that I enjoy, I do at fucking excess. Everything, and um, some of us are built like that, and some of us ain't. And I think this is the big problem when it comes to to men that uh, when we're doing it every weekend or we're doing it or, or whatever throughout you know our 20s or whatever like I was um, from the beginning of my 20s maybe a bit earlier 17, 18 through my 20s to my early 30s uh, it didn't really matter because I was fucking happy-go-lucky I didn't have too many responsibilities and that when you add a fucking massive mortgage and kids into the fucking mix and a wife and somebody else's feelings you will find out very quickly whether you're an addict or not when you've got to stop. Yeah. And I believe that's what the, that's what's happening to a lot of lads out there and, pe and people like myself where you're like, you didn't think you had a problem because it was only at the weekends, but then fucking try and stop the weekends. Yeah. And then you'll realise that you've Definitely. got a bit of an issue. You know, because listen, if we go back, right, if I go back right to the beginning, listen, it was a laugh. I had a good time. I was yeah. with everybody else that was having a good time. It's only when that starts to, you know, snowball yeah, uh, and get bigger and bigger and becomes more often, and then it starts to impinge on your life yeah. that you want to stop, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I think this morning somebody wrote on my TikTok because uh, I always do a Friday video. You know, it's Friday. You know, Friday's international. Let's get on it tonight, day. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And someone put this morning, uh, can't wait to finish work at five p.m. Uh, and I uh, to get on the bag. And I and I just responded with said every addict once. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, the beautiful thing about... Oh, yeah, said every addict once. Yeah, I mean... It's true, right? The, yeah, I mean, like, look, it's a really difficult one because... I, 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 I've, I've never wanted to sort of advocate, like I've never wanted to really push sobriety on people that, that don't have a problem, you know, And um, but that sends mixed messages out as well, you know, being a personality with a platform, it's very tricky sometimes, you know, because in some of my videos I say... Look, you know, if you know, if you can enjoy, you know, a bit of gear, if you can enjoy a bit of alcohol and it's not ruining your life, then fine. But then I have people that say, Well, hold on a second, it's mixed messages here. You're saying it's all right one minute and it's not the other minute. And at the end of the day, that all of that stuff I don't really particularly want to get involved in. What I what I wanna say, and I think which is very much your message as well and what you do, is what I wanna show and what I wanna say is that whatever you're doing, whatever, fucking that's your life, get on with it. But if you don't enjoy it, I'm living proof that you can change it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it and actually it can be like I was like I was saying to you earlier before we come up, like it, I, I feel like I've got a sense of imposture syndrome where I've I've never been this happy for this prolonged amount of time in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, you know, I was, I'm, it's like I'm waiting for impending doom. It's like, you know, I'd always be happy for a bit. Then I'd get smashed. Then I'd be fucked. And then I'd recover. And then just as I start feeling good again, I'd get smashed, recover. And, and it was like this cycle. And now it's just kind of like, oh, right, I've just had a lovely holiday. I've come back fresh. And now I'm back to work. And what's this weekend hold? I've got some gigs. And I'm fairly happy. The missus is happy. The kids are happy. There's no drama. And uh, that's just what I want to show you. Really. That's what I call hangxiety. Mm. Where the after effects of using gives you that anxiety yeah anxiety. yeah anxiety yeah 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 i'll fucking know that awful anxiety yeah you yeah. know what sorts that out a beer <laughs> yeah beer yeah yeah get to him mate yeah. um so you know it's interesting i agree with you because um somebody wrote and i've had a few of these comments like is that all that geezer ever talks about is he ever talk about the packet well yeah that's what my channel's about but i'm agreeing with you right? <laughs> yeah, i had that today on the side yeah yeah Did go you? on uh but I, i'm a bit i'm agreeing with you because if that's what you want to do who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? Yeah, right? yeah, I'm yeah. not there to tell somebody what to do. But 
if you've decided you've come to a point in your life where you don't want to do it anymore, yeah. I'm here to go, I've been there, I've done it, I bought the T-shirt, I help other people out. Yeah. I can share things with you, you mm. share things with you. You know, transparency and honesty, yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, I, f I think that there's just, a, like the first question you asked me on this podcast was, um, you know, uh, who's left from your tribe? You yeah. know, how, basically, what does your what does the landscape of your friendship look like in your life? And that that is one hundred one hundred and ten percent the you know the alcohol and the drugs are the alcohol and the drugs is like one part of it. You know, if you if you've been doing something for like twenty years a certain way, and then you know, and then you're you're coming up to this brick wall that 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 that, that is your sobriety, and you're like peering over the brick wall to see what it looks like. What's on the other side of that brick wall is fucking shit. It's scary. Yeah. When you're looking over the brick wall, you're looking at right. So no more pubs, no more relaxing, no more letting letting my hair down, no more letting off steam, no more seeing my powers. What no, am I going to do now? No more sniffing, no more this. What am I going to do when times are hard? I work hard all week, and you look, and it's like I'm not even going to comprehend that. I can't be bothered. And and the truth is, it's fucking hell at the beginning. But if you know, you get to a certain point where you're like, fucking hell, I wish I'd done this sooner. You know, yeah. I, I think that's what a lot of people go to is their excuse, and their excuse mm. is. I've grafted all week. I've put my shift in. There's food on the table, yeah. roof over the kids' heads. Yeah. They're clothed. Why the fuck shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, look, fucking, I can relate to that, man. I mean, there's a lot of like I was thinking. I was saying the other day, someone wrote a comment on the YouTube saying it's all right for you. You got a big house, a McLaren. You got money in your pocket. You got work and all that. And I thought to myself, uh, initially, I got annoyed. Uh, like my ego made me want to say something but then I thought no you're fucking right actually sobriety has been easier for me than someone that's got nothing because if you've got nothing around you and you feel like the only thing you have got is drink and drugs and then and then someone's saying look the best thing to sort your life out is to take that away from you I mean for me it, my motivation was my family and my kids and keeping everything around me that I've earned and I've got so I 100% relate to people that are in that position where they're like the only thing I've got at the end of the week is a fucking piss up and a bag of gear but there is so much more to life if you can get out of that cycle and actually if you can get out of that cycle maybe you could create something that that's worth worth staying sober for. Uh, yeah, that's the interesting thing. When you say, uh, okay, yeah, I, I looked at that comment, I thought, well, maybe they're right because I do have this and I do have that and maybe it is easier for me. But what about the people who that's all they've got to look forward to at the end of the week, but they're still pissing up the wall 300 quid, right? Yeah. 300 quid's easy done on a Friday and Saturday. You know, get a few packets in, a few beers, 200 yeah. 300 quid easy done and when you think about 200 pounds on a week in week out 200 pounds that 10 grand a year 300 pounds 15 yeah. grand a year imagine what that person who might be tight for money can do with 10 grand a year yeah you know I had, yeah. a, I had a client the other day um he got in contact with me and he saw me about I would say a year ago and I love this right yeah. and uh, he said to me oh I've got to tell you this he said I've always loved the watch you wear right and I, I've got this thing about a watch because I came from nothing, like mm. nothing. Everything yeah. I have, I grafted for. I left home at, before I was 14 and a half, before I was 15, had nothing, right? Uh, and my one thing in life is I like a watch, right? This guy, when he came to the scene, was doing a thousand pounds a week of gear. Uh, plumber, lost his business. Fucking and he'd hell. done this for five to seven years, right? And he phones me up uh, not long ago, and it's been a year clean. He said, oh, I've got to tell you. I was like, yeah, okay, well. I just bought a watch. Wow. I just bought a 10 grand watch. 
And I was like, fucking fair play. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. That that's beautiful. I mean, that that uh, that's you know, that's pride. That's that's yeah. pride. He's going to wear his pride on his on his wrist. Exactly. And, and what you're saying is true. Is true. It's yeah. It's such a complex. It's such a complex thing, isn't it? I mean, ten great. Listen, it's not only go and do it because that's all you've got on a Friday night, but the repercussions of feeling tired Saturday. Yeah being short fused, mm. not spending time with your family. And before you know it, it's Monday, right? Monday. And your weekend's fucking gone. Yeah, and then it's gone. back to fucking stress. And then and then you graft a week and you feel like I deserve this, I earn this. Well, hang on, where where's the you know, where's the, the balance in your life? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it does take some getting used to being fucking normal. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, I do I do some you know I was sat watching the show at Haven Holiday Park I went to Haven Holiday yeah, Park yeah I saw <laughs> my fucking kids love it and um, I was sat watching the show in there and everyone around me was drinking and getting smashed and um, I was just sort of thinking like this is weird because I've never really paid attention to what had been going on around. Like when I sit around now in a busy environment and there's kids running around and my, like I was watching my kids running up to the thing and running around and dancing and doing all this stuff. And I just found myself there out for ages. And then I was watching the stuff that, and I was thinking to myself, fucking hell, there's so much. What I would have been doing is drinking yep. and just getting smashed. Yeah. And, um, it, it it is a beautiful. It, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's a new experience. If you're used to drinking every time you're relaxing, drinking, um, relaxing sober is a new experience, and it's quite cool. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Uh, you know, some people say to me, "Oh, what? Couldn't I just be an occasional user? Couldn't I just drink every so often? Couldn't I just use the packet every so often?" And I and I think that's a lot of people's dream and wish to do. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. And I, also, and I can only say, listen, I can only speak from my experience mm. and the experience of the clients that I work with, but I don't personally think it's possible once you've had that yeah. addiction to go back and be a casual user. Do, yeah. do you agree with that? Yeah, I, th I think, look, I fought like this for years. I, 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 for years and years and years, I mean, I knew years ago that, um, that I was being a complete arsehole to, to, to my wife, you know, um, every couple of weeks, every weekend. And... Um, uh, I was like, oh, but I don't want to give it up, really, because it's like my thing. It's my thing, you know. It's my thing. I don't want to. Oh, maybe I'll do it less. I'll do it less. But ultimately, I was just being a twat a little bit less. Do you know what I mean? And now, when I look at it, I'm like, why? You know, it's right. It's, the way I see it is, it's escapism, right? You sniff a fucking line, pff, you're gone. You're like, yep. I'm escaping the world. Fuck you to everything. This is what it was like for me. I drink, it'd be all right. I didn't really, you know, I drink first few or whatever. What I wanted is I wanted to get smashed. I was like, give me more, give me more. And then when I was like, hey, fucking, and I'm like, now I'm gone. I'm like, yeah, this is where I wanted to be. Fuck the world. Fuck everything. Everything's too hard. And this is my time. I've escaped, yeah? Now I'm like, why would I, what, you know, life's good. Yeah. Life's good now. Why do, why do I want to escape? I'm like, I'm like, what, well, go and get fucking obliterated out of my mind. Forget my kids, forget my missus, forget everything, but be around a load of other people that are getting off their fucking tits and then what? Smash straight back down to earth and then, and then back here and, and back dealing with whatever I'd done during that time. So, you know, it's, it's the habit is escaping. Yeah. You know, so to get rid of your problem, You've got to stop wanting to escape. You've got to, you've got to fix your life, fix your life, sort your shit out in your life, so you don't want to escape it. Yeah. And and that's the key, you know. And if once you pop, you can't stop, then 
doesn't matter if you're doing it once a year or twice a year, you're still going to fucking damage yourself and damage everything around you. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a hard it's, one. It's like trying to find a temporary solution, but it doesn't f solve the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like al al alcohol and drugs is like the... Alcohol and drugs is like the... I don't know what the word is. It's like, you know, that that that's your c coping mechanism. That's the way you cope with your problem. Yeah, it's, like, it's like you've got a cut, a deep cut, and yeah. you're sticking a plaster on it, right? Yeah. And and for that short period of time, you don't see the cut underneath, but you know the plaster's going to come off and yeah. it's going to start fucking bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like, you know... Yeah, it's it's mad when you think about it, but but it's this it's this thinking that helps, you know, because... I don't know. It's so weird. You know, you'd, you, it's so intelligent. The addiction is so intelligent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The the actual addiction is so so intelligent. You know, it it like the addiction lied to me for years. It told me that this is what you need. This is what's going to make you happy, and you need a little bit of this in order to cope with your life. Yep. You know, but my life wasn't my my relationship with my wife, um, never got to this point. Like. I've been with her for 10 fucking years and we'd always make a bit of progress where we were like happy, like good friends and then I'd fuck something up. Then we'd make a little bit of progress where she was happy and everything was happy. Then I'd fuck something up, you know, not serious things, but just being an arsehole, you know, like saying I was going to do something and not doing it because I was fucked or being out sniffing gear instead of being with her or the kids or not being interested in doing stuff. Whereas now it's like we've broken through a barrier where... First of all, she didn't know if I was going to stay sober. Now I've built that trust. Yeah. We're, now we've become friends. How, how long, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. How long did it take to build that trust? How long did it take Shelley to build that trust with you again? To know that, yes. I, I think she's only just really started. Uh, um, so nine I, months? I don't know, maybe maybe six or seven months. Because, you know, she was hurt um, by, by, you know, she, I think... You know, she had she had to get over a lot of stuff, you know, because if you think about, you know, our, our life, that was just me. When she met yeah. me, that was just me, you know, and I get a lot of comments going, he wasn't an addict, his missus has just had enough. And uh, <laughs> that that's the truth. But but what she has witnessed in, in that, you know, we don't really talk about it, to be honest with you, because... You know, she doesn't need she doesn't need to go into detail and talk to me. She'll put a little story, like she put a story when we were sat on the beach, and she rarely uses her Instagram and stuff like that. With just a video, a picture of me with my arms around her, with the song "What a Man, What a Man, What a Man, What a Mighty Good Man." And to me, that that I was like, oh fucking, I had a lump in my throat. I was like, you know, she's a hard Northern woman, you know, and um, just her just putting it out there that you know I'm a great man. I mean. This time last year, she she loved me. She she with me. She stick with me. But she was at the end of her tether. She was like, "Look, Dan, I know you're a good person, but I can't fucking I can't deal with this. It's like one step forward, two step backs." And I think that 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 now, you know, once she she saw the hook, because I've had some serious wobbles in this nine months. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking like pulling my hair out, screaming and shouting, and fucking not knowing what I'm doing. You know, we've been to barbecues where I'm like, I can't fucking handle this. You know, I'm really to slowly or like, you just want to get away. Yeah. And slowly calming down or little things happening, not knowing how to deal with them. And I think now she's kind of like, right, this is where we're at. But plus, we started having a really good time together, you know, having a laugh. Quality we've, time. Yeah, quality time. And we broke through. We've gone, you know, there's no step back. So it's like it's getting better and better and better. So I reckon she trusts me now. And um, and she's happy. But there must always be something inside her like, hmm, careful now. Because, you know. I think an interesting point to bring up is... Because people listening to this, they've either got an addiction or they want to get sober, whether it be the alcohol or the packet or yeah. both or, or other addictions, right? But, uh, and we're talking to those people, but you also got to remember 
the people around yeah, the, the wives, family, the, partners. the wives, the partners, the mothers, yeah. the fathers, the yeah. sons, the daughters, who who have never had an addiction perhaps, yeah. and don't understand it. I get a lot. You know, I had a, a, a phone call just before I got on the tube to come here today yeah. uh, of a client I saw on Wednesday for his first session, and he phoned me. He said, "Listen." Uh, my wife actually doesn't believe I came to see you on Wednesday. Could you do me a favor and call her? I said, yeah, of course, no worries. So I called her and I said, listen, I can't discuss your husband. I know he's your husband. There's yeah, yeah. Here. But yeah. what I'm going to say is he did come and see me. Yeah. You're welcome to come to the next appointment. I'll, I'll see you for a few minutes and then I'll put you in the waiting room at the medical center. Yeah. Um, but she didn't understand it. She's like, you know, I've never had an addiction. It's hard to get my, to my head around. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, I think that us men, right, especially because I know a lot of men tune into this, but I actually get loads of messages, uh, a lot of messages. I had a few today as well um, from women saying my husband this and my yeah. partner that and, you know, what shall I do and da 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 First thing I always do is direct them to the podcast. But um, the weird thing is, lads, what you got to remember is like a lot of us are quite possessive over our women and we can be jealous and, you know, it's like we're very ego-driven animals and protective, right, whatever. So imagine if your missus, just just imagine if your if your wife was like, right, I'm going out with my friends um, to to a bar, this lovely wine bar, whatever, and then a couple of weeks later, you go to him. Oh yeah, that night when you went out, she goes, oh no, actually I went out with uh, this lad from work to a pub, but I just forgot to tell you. You'd be like, what the fuck? Hold on a second, yeah. something's going on here. Yeah. Something's going. On. Just but even if there was nothing going on, it was just like a, a a white not a white lie, but like something changed or something like that. You'd be like, fucking, your head would go. Well, imagine every single time that yeah. we said we're just going out for a couple and yeah. stayed out all night. And they were like, where have you been? What have you been doing? Who have you been with? And then that weekend, you said you were going to do something you didn't and you lied. And then it's been like that every weekend for fucking yeah. years. Those lies, those lies, or, those lies. Or they go and lock themselves in a hotel room for the night yeah, the yeah. next day. And they're on their own. Yeah, yeah. And but, but it's the same thing. It's like seeing Yeah, and else. it's the pain. It's the pain that they go through. The fact that you're picking. And they don't understand it. They, the, if, they, if they haven't got an addiction or they're not on the session, stuff like that, that they can't understand that compulsion right so exactly. so they just think you're just a sh you're just saying one thing and doing another thing so um my advice to any men out there and this is the biggest fucking thing that changed my life that that, that i think is is uh, i think it's rule one anyway and it's is is to just fucking say it out loud what you're going through and yep. try and explain it yeah. um and say look you know this isn't what i want to do but i can't control it when i get to you know so you know i'm driving i'm in the van on a friday night the rest of the boys are going to the pub and i don't want to do it but i once i have a couple of beers i end up doing or whatever it is you're going through sit them down and talk them talk them through it and say look i want help to battle this i want help to to get over it and um shelly needed to see me put the work in first um which i think is key um but you know it's you know what's that thing that the rock said the other day on his instagram i thought it i, I thought it was fucking brilliant where the rock just put a video up it was really simple it's um don't it, it, the, you know instead of looking at it as one day look at it as day one yeah yeah and just like just yeah, just make, make your decision say it out loud to your fucking family and your, your friends and everything make that decision and then you've got to stick to it yeah i always say to people who who don't have an addiction but a loved one has an addiction i always say listen it's a bit like when you were in a relationship back in the day that you weren't happy and you were maybe arguing, this person wasn't right for you. It's very rare that you terminate that relationship the day after, right? Normally you're in a, in a bad relationship, it could be months, it could be years, before you find something inside of you that goes, no, this relationship isn't right for me, I've got to leave this relationship. And that's like having an addiction, whether it be alcohol, using the packet. It's the same thing, right? Yeah.
yeah it takes it takes a long time it takes a long time i've i found the i found the, the the quickest and easiest way for you to make a decision on whether things are right for you is is to treat it as a choice between uh two things and and that's what i did i, I mean it's a brutal way to look at it yes. but but i looked at drinking drugs or my two little baby girls and i was like because because ultimately if if you know if my family had fallen apart and uh, we didn't live together and I couldn't see my kids, then that that's what I'd done. I I'd picked drink and drugs yeah. over over spending time with my girls and yeah. and it's a really brutal thing to do. But um, you know we can't sugarcoat this shit. If if you're if you can't control yourself once you get started and it's ripping your family apart, um, you're not putting enough work in. You've got to put more work in. And a great way to motivate yourself is just be fucking real with yourself and put the two fucking things on two hands in front of you yeah. and visualize them and look at them and make a fucking choice. As as a psychologist, I would say this is between compulsion and repulsion, right? So you have a compulsion. But on the opposite side of it, what repulses you about the compulsion? Which would you rather choose? Oh, wow. So this is my compulsion, but yep. this is what repulses me yes. about it. Yeah. So this is the cocaine. And what Correct. makes me feel sick about it is it takes it away, it takes Correct. me away from my family right. or the things it makes me do or how it makes me feel. And if you That's can a replace way. a compulsion with a repulsion, then you're way ahead of the game because you're reminding yourself why you don't want to use. That's brilliant. Yeah, I think one of the it's like fast forwarding, fast forwarding your thinking, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. Because listen, one of the problems with using is this: we've all had that experience where two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, you're like, "What the fuck do I do that for? I can't sleep. I've wasted money. I've drunk too much. I've done phoned the dealer too many times. Like, what the fuck have I done?" Right? And you have that memory, and it's an emotion, right? And at that moment in time, you truly yeah. believe it. You're like, "I'm not going to use again." 12 hours, 24 hours, two days, three days, four days, that memory begins to diminish. It becomes smaller and smaller. And if you think about it the next day or three days later, although you can try and remind yourself you didn't like it, to actually pick up the same emotion you felt at that moment in time is almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the word emotion, mm. it comes from the word motion, and motion means to move. So that feeling is moving the whole time away from you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean... Wow, yeah. I mean, I've yeah. I can't. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant way of 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 thinking about it because we all do that, don't we? We're like never again. It's like a cliche in it. I'm never drinking again. Yeah. And then you you're drinking. And I I I look back. I look back at some getting myself in some severe fucking bad bad ways. I mean, I I, I, I can remember I went on a um on a bit of a session. You know, I, my, my, my life is so crazy. My schedule is so fucking crazy sometimes, especially if I'm, you know, I, I was flying over to, I can't remember where it was, where they do the Formula One, Monaco. I was flying to Monaco okay. and it was the day before that and all my friends were getting together. They were all coming down and I was like, oh, it's fucking close. You know, it's the day before and then I got to fly in early hours of the morning. And obviously what happened was I went out, stayed up and, and got the flight and then got over to Monaco and then carried on. And that turned into like two days. And I can remember finding myself in my hotel room. Like they were ringing me in the morning like come on we're going to do this and I was like I hadn't slept in like three days and I was like sobbing I was like crying I was yeah. like I was depleted of emotion and everything I was just like crying I was just like I can't fucking continue doing this slept for three hours woke up and I was like fucking let's go again yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. it's 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 fucking you know it's like the darkness it, darkness is there and you're right the dark you wake up and maybe it's the addiction I don't know but you wake up and you're like nah it weren't that bad but what I did this time round was I had a really low point you know, when uh, 
I've spoken about it before where I, I wasn't at home. I was staying somewhere else. I was staying at my grandma's. And a um, bit weird, I guess, but I got I, I filmed myself because I'm always on my phone. And I was sat there on this blow-up bed and I just I, I just filmed myself. And like, Why'd you said bed? Pardon? Blow-up bed. <laughs> okay. I was on this blow-up bird. Uh, but no, but I, and I filmed myself. And I've never looked back on it, actually. But I, I must have had that thought at the time because... I was like, I was upset, I was crying, uh, and I just was looking around me, I was like, fucking, this is bad, this is bad, I wanna remember this, because, you know, that was my day one, right? I think I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Filming yourself at that moment in time, but making sure you save the video, don't delete it the next day, mm. and looking back on that look, time. Look back and, on that. Yeah, and when you think, and you think to yourself, oh, it's Friday, uh, when I chip off, I'm going to phone my guy. And you play that video. You play that video. That's a repulsion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I had another one where I had a black eye. I'd been punched in the face in a bar in fucking Weybridge. And um, I, yeah, and I was off me nut. And I had a, I had this picture uh, a couple of days later where I was sat, sat in my garden uh, with my daughter Neve on my lap like that. And, uh, you know, it's a barbecue. I had another beer in my hand and I had a big black eye. And uh, I look when I look at that picture now, I see someone in a great deal not just physical but in a great deal of pain you know going from from one uncontrollable drunk drunken mess to a couple of days off to another yeah and um that that brings emotion up in me so i think that's a great thing to do you know N whether you've got them already or next time you're in in that state of mind take a picture or take a video i mean some of the stuff that you know if i think back over the years listening to you when you spoke about going to monaco i remember doing this many times when you i'm going to go on holiday right so, of course, I'm flying out tomorrow at like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So what do I do? I think, well, fucking holiday starts tonight. So I'm oh. at the session tonight. But you know what I used to do? I used to live a big slug, right? A big slug. Not that you'd get to sleep, but let's say you run out at like midnight. I'd leave a slug for five o'clock in the morning on my way to the airport. And then you've got that horrible oh, feeling mate. going through the airport. And I, I look back at those times and I think, wow. <sighs> oh, mate, I've had, I've had that before. I've had, um, yeah, that fucking the fear and the anxiety of being off your nut in the airport, there's nothing worse, you know, and yeah, mate, or coming back, I'll come fucking IB for airport is hell on earth, you know, come, come, I've had some, I've been in some states, I mean, I've had people take selfies, I've missed three flights before, well, I've been like, wow. I've been asleep, yeah, and then we've gone and booked another one. Best friend did that. Yeah, being asleep, and then on the, the third one, when I missed it, I just went back to fucking IB for town and booked another <laughs> week, and um, I, I, I've had people do selfies of me, like in Burger King on the table, fucking passed out, oh, mate. But it's good to remember those things in a way to prevent you going back there, right? Mm. That, that's the difference. You're, you're using that repulsion to make sure you don't go back to that compulsion. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about. I think that's a very powerful thing to do. Yeah, because a lot of people do, a lot of people like, you know, a lot of people message me, you know, like, I, I guess I've kind of paint, like tr not painted myself or kind of become like a like an uh, was a never, go to yeah like a go to but like I don't know the answers to sobriety all I know is what's worked what's worked f for me up until this point um, and uh, you know everyone wants like a cheat code or you know what I mean everyone's like oh. you know what do you, how can I stop what do I do and the but I th I think like the key that that is well the the first two things a hundred percent is. Tell everyone you've got a problem, yep. uh, especially yourself, but tell everyone around you you've yeah. got a problem. Get out of the dial. Yeah, get, tell everyone you've got a problem because that fucking makes it real, mate. You know, Tell everyone you've got a problem. It makes it real. And also, uh, it puts you in a position where I've said it now, so I've got to sort something out. And number two is, yeah, focus on how shit you feel when you do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to sum up now, um, 
forgot what I was going to say. No, I talk too much, mate. Sorry about that. <laughs> completely, completely lost my train of thought there. No, you don't talk too much. Well, I'll use this opportunity to tell you about the live shows very quickly. Yes, no, go ahead. Yes. I want to hear about them. Yes, I'll, I want to get you on as a guest for one of them, I'd actually, if I can. Yeah, so if you want to come see us live, Menace to Sobriety, me and Kirk are hosting them. We've got a few dates. The link is in the bio down there. Obviously, I've got my stand-up tour next year, so you can come to that. But if you want to come to the live show, please uh, pop me a message on DM and I'll pop, pass you the link or... Um, check out the Instagram or look on this video uh, on the YouTube. The links are on the video on YouTube. You might be listening to this, but we're going to do uh, a little bit of talking on stage then open up the audience. Interactive. Interactive. Get I everyone together. Um, I'll find the first date. Maybe we'll get you down for the first one. Love that. Love um, that. Because because you are like the go-to cocaine. Go- oh, can we say that? The go-to packet. Pack we say packet because yeah, I always get you. You're like the guy. And what I mean, I don't mean like he sells it. What I mean is, <laughs> but you're the guy. Never done that. <laughs> well, you're the guy. <laughs> he just robbed people. Yeah. No, uh, you're the go-to um, packet guy, man. I can remember the first podcast. I learned so much from that. Yeah, it's good. I think I think that'd be a great thing because I think when you have people in the audience who have used or are using or in that place where they're challenged yeah. or, or thinking about you know relapsing, yeah. I think that interaction when somebody you know pops a question and and on the spur of the moment you're, you're able to come back with your own experience. Yeah, I think that's great. I th- I, look, the reason why I wanted to do it, the reason why I wanted to do it was because I I think that there's great power in the in the groups, you know, in the sobriety groups. Definitely. Uh, the reason why I wanted to do the live show is because uh, I was terrified to go to like an AA meeting or anything like that. But what I got, the, one of the main things I got from it is one, seeing how many people were similar to me, like looking around and going, oh, fucking hell, he looks like me. Oh, he, he, he earns more money than me or he's yep. fucking, uh, he looks like a banker. You know what I mean? Just looking at like-minded people and going, oh, I'm not that different. But also just listening to people go, oh, mate, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't handle it anymore or this is what it's done to me and going, fucking hell, I'm the same because... I think sobriety is cool now. Like, I think it's quite a cool, yeah. trendy thing. I'm like, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm involved in quite a cool, trendy niche uh, that I like uh, and I'm into it. Whereas before I started doing all this stuff, I thought fucking sober people were some vegans. Boring, fucking boring. Yeah, fucking sober people are like fucking, you know, just stop oil fuckers. Like, don't want to have nothing to do with it. But once you start mixing around, you can see not only are they good looking, but they're also like me, intelligent. Yeah. I think what you're talking about is there's a lot of accountability because yeah. it's something I've noticed that I suppose maybe the last, uh, maybe four months, I started doing on a Sunday yeah. an L Sunday check-in on my TikTok, right? So it started with just like, listen. Is it a live stream? No, it's not. I ha- I'm going to do that, but I haven't done that yet just because so many things going on, a bit like yeah. you know, it's crazy busy, yeah. right? Gonna good good idea, but I do a pre-recorded put out every Sunday. It's called L Sunday check. It's like L Sunday check-in. Have you had a good week? Give L a thumbs up. Have things not gone quite right for you? Give L a thumbs down. And here the traction is built to 50, 60, 70, 100,000 people checking in every Sunday. Because, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think there's some accountability. People going, I've been clean 37 days. I've been clean yeah. three People like days. to talk. Yeah, this is it's a community vibe, man. We dropped this on a Friday night now, and I, f- I feel like that really, that's starting to pick up momentum where yeah. people are like, oh, this is my... Because what we need, we like sobriety's like it is like a full-time thing let's not sugarcoat it i mean definitely like i'm i'm terrified that i mean i don't know what would happen to my life now you know if i really if i if i went back to my old ways there's a lot of people that have never given up on me that would definitely give up on me now 
There, 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 there's a lot of people out there that would be like, last chance saloon. Oh, I can't be fucked with this again, mate. Because even though it's, even though my sobriety is a good thing, it's still the Dan show. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I mean yeah, by that? Of course. You know, within my family and my friends and everywhere, I get it. It's still like, oh, right, okay. So now it's the Dan show anyway, but now it's the Dan show, Dan sobriety show. I think another one more show, the pissed up show, people go, fucking, we're, we're, we, we ain't buying tickets to it. So, um, I think that stuff like listening to the podcast, coming to the live shows and stuff like that, it's like people say, what is the work? You've got to put some something every week and doing this podcast for me is putting the work in and for people out there listening to it, even though I might be repeating stuff that we've said in other episodes or you, whatever, them listening is putting the work in and them going, oh yeah, I'm still part of this community. It's still quite a cool thing to do and I yeah. want to do it and I want to stay sober. If for instance, put my words back in. Interesting, this morning, as I'm on my way this morning, just before I, I leave, somebody wrote on my TikTok, uh, I've been clean six months, love listening to your, your, your podcast and your TikTok, and love listening to Dappers. And I tagged you in on it. Oh, really? And I wrote, uh, and I, I, I hashtagged you in on the TikTok, and I put, yeah, Dapper will love this because we love to hear this. How does that yeah. make you feel when people write these things back to you? I need it. I need it. I do need it. I'm an I'm a ego-driven animal. I'm, yeah, I am. I am, you know, I, 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 my, my good days and my dad bad days are, you know, I don't mind admitting it because I think we've got to wear our hearts on our sleeve more on social media. If we don't wear our hearts on our sleeve on social media and we, we put a front on, then it, it sort of inspires people out there to not be their true self so i'm yeah. a firm believer of just saying exactly how i feel and um a bad comment can ruin my day and a good comment um can brighten my day you were telling me outside that joe rogan don't read none of his yeah. comments on his yeah. podcast and i don't want to be like that i i i i, I, I want i'm doing this for people and i want to I want to read the. I, I, I'm, look, I'm, I'm at a part. I'm at a place in my life where if someone goes, like someone said to me the other day, listen, it's great with you and Kirk, but we want you to get more guests on again. That's interesting, and I'm great at taking constructive criticism I can go or if they're saying I'm interrupting people or talking over people I'm not the sort of guy that goes oh, what do you know I'm fucking a podcast king I'm like yeah man I'm just learning I'm just trying to alright I'll try and not do that but when I get abuse you know about my family or my kids or da 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 whatever it can enrage me but then on the same note when someone says um, you know uh, my husband me and my husband were going to break up uh, but he's been sober six months and he's yeah. lived, you know you inspired him and he's listen I think to myself oh this is better than selling out a fucking this is better than having a TV show or it's do, good to give back yeah all, 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 well not just that it's like it puts everything into you know I thought oh, I want to be famous I want to be on TV I want to have a sold out tour and all that and that, all that stuff's lovely but it don't compare to someone fucking saying my husband was going to kill himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was. We were going to break up and yeah. he's watched your podcast. You've inspired him and he's here. It makes you think, well, actually, in fucking 20 years time, who's going to remember me? The person that bought a ticket to me stand-up show or that wife? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and it's 100%, beautiful. 100%. I got, talking about people making comments, you, you did a, a video that I saw, I think it was either Instagram, TikTok, I can't remember where I saw it, about somebody making a bad comment. You you did a take on it, a bit like, uh, you know, like I really need to, to, to listen to your comment and you're not my friend and I love yeah. that. You know the video I'm talking about? Yeah, man. I mean, look, before before any of this mental health, self-help, fucking sober stuff, I am a comedian, man. So I'm going to take the fucking piss. I, I'm going to, I'm going to. And, and the truth is, my, my true thoughts and feelings of trolls out there is that they are the scum of the earth. I think that I think that anyone that goes out of their way to to sort of get a reaction from someone that's trying to do a positive thing, I don't mind if I do if I do a video taking the piss out of something and someone trolls me on it, I'm not really that bothered because I'm like, you know what, I'm being a knob anyway. Yeah. But if it 
it's when it's on this mental health stuff or this yeah. stuff and I get trolled, I honestly look at them and I think, you know, I'm torn between thinking, well, you're obviously going through saying, but I had to point that out that 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 the 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 fucking social media's bred bred a whole fucking generation of narcissists. They like they really think they really think that their opinion you know, yeah. their opinion is valid. You know, someone telling me that they I'm sorry, but I've unfollowed you. I'll never be following That's you. So I'll never be following you again. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? But but you you make a valid point. I agree with you hundred percent and I found yeah. that video so funny because I get comments like that. You get good comments, you get bad comments, you know, it's a bit water <laughs> of a duck's back because yeah. I think to myself if I get five out of a thousand yeah. you know that are bad I think listen yeah, yeah. all the others 995 good maths there yeah. um, I'm, I'm helping right so that's how I look at yeah. it yeah and I, I, look, I, I've got to check myself every now and then you know I don't have a nine to five job there's there's people out there that are, are getting up at all hours in the morning they're going out and they're physically working their absolute tits off for for, for not what they deserve you know what I mean I mean although I'm busy and mentally strained I've got lots of things going on uh, I'm blessed to be working on social media and doing this type of stuff so I try not take it too personally and, yeah. and you know because sometimes you can be you know to other people out there you know let's have it right it's, it, I'm in a great position to, yeah. to to be able to talk you know what I mean Definitely. So, and you made an interesting comment because somewhere at the back of your mind you're also thinking to yourself okay you've been a knob making that comment but there's something I, wrong with you I don't know what's going on yeah 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 I don't know if you've got mental yeah. problems I don't know what's going on in your yeah. life maybe your missus just left you yeah. maybe you've just done a Henry maybe yeah. you've just done like 3.5 yeah, yeah. grams yeah. I don't know but yeah. you know sometimes like I just think fucking scroll on by scroll on by you don't yeah. need to make a comment I want to meet them I told you outside <laughs> every now and then I, every now and then I'm like well just pop well I don't want to say it in case a lot of people turn up down the studio <laughs> we'll walk but, out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there has been a few times where I'm very, te very much tempted to. I mean, I did say it to someone. You, you actually saw, you know, on my Facebook where the geezer was um, taking yes, the piss I out did. of my boxing. I, I was sparring. I was sparring. You should do ten rounds, mate. Yeah, ten you, rounds every day. You should be doing ten rounds every ounces. morning. Do the, and your shit like do the, and t I said, all right, we'll come down the gym then and, and have a little I bit of sparring. That. And he just completely ignored that and carried yeah. on. And I was like, yeah. well, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyone that can actually fight, that doesn't. That's not. <laughs> just trolls <laughs> I'll tell you what the other thing is just, just going to finish up now but I'll tell you yeah. what the other thing is sometimes you get this, this negative comment but then you've inspired and helped so many other people that I can sometimes sit back and watch other people jump all over them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, whoa, wow, wow, thank you. You know, yeah. I'm not encouraging them to do it, but you know, sometimes that's nice. Yeah, yeah. And listen, it's it's yeah, and it and it is it's a little bit out of order and all the positive comments to focus on the negative ones. Do you know what I mean? I try the best thing to do is just block, but uh my, big, my ego I've got a big block I've got a big block this my, on my TikTok. My ego don't let me block no, so sometimes them. I've got to say something. Fuck them off. <laughs> yeah. If it, if you're not there and if it's not for you then don't watch yeah but a massive massive love to everyone that leaves the, this podcast gets a wealth of uh, positive comments straight away so I love you guys yeah, love you too baby <laughs> um, so listen Dan it's been a pleasure to take yeah. over your podcast wow, yeah. for a Thank change um, I'd love to come to one of the live events I'd yeah, love yeah. to do that brilliant and, and just tell them for the last time before we finish up on when your dates are when your comedy thing is yeah 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 et just give it one more time. All right, cool. Yeah, so uh, I've got no idea of the dates. <laughs> let me get my... Me, you know why? Impulsivity test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get my dates up for you. But listen, it's going to be here, down in Vauxhall, uh, live studio audience. We're going to be mixing it up. I'm just going to get the link up here for you. Um, it's going to be me and Kirk and hopefully Eddie's yeah, going to come and join us. Uh, and here we go. Live podcasts. Um, yeah, let's have a look.
Yes, Wednesday the 30th of August what is time? the time. F- Wednesday the 30th of August about 7:30. Tickets are on sale now. We've got the 27th of September, 25th of October and 29th of November. So every month for the next 4 months we're doing I'd love one. to come on Wednesday the 30th of August. For, uh, well, the first one. First one. All right, fuck it, let's do it. Elliot's going to be there. Man, I'm this guy come. this guy like on his first podcast with me, he booked in his second one. Yeah. Fucking right. He's good at this, isn't he? He knows what he's doing. I brought him cakes on the second one. He did filled with cocaine. No, yeah. <laughs> uh Elliot, where can they where can they find you, mate? Tell them. Listen, they can find me on www.hypnosis-expert.com. You can find me under my TikTok channel, hypnosis underscore expert. You can find me on Instagram. Guess what? Hypnosis underscore expert. I'd love to help you. Love to watch your videos. And Dan, it's been a pleasure taking over. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks. Hello. We are going to take the Menace to Sobriety to the live stage. And we need a live studio audience to interact with us, to come along, listen, laugh, and learn everything about sobriety, mental health, well-being, and just come along for a night out with like-minded people. We are going to be going live on the 30th of August, 27th of September, 25th of October, and the 29th of November. That's one a month. Get your tickets now. Come down, meet the team, and have some fun. Menace to Sobriety live. Coming soon. Oh, yes. And don't forget, if you want to come and see me live and meet me, I'm going on tour. The Daniel O'Reilly Out of Character Full UK Tour kicks off in January 2024 and tickets are on sale right now. I'm going to try and get out and meet as many of you as possible. And of course, I'm going to be bringing the laughs all over the UK. There's 23 dates right now and I'm adding more all the time. Hit the link in the bio and get your tickets now and come have some fun. If you're going through a tough time at the moment, please don't suffer in silence. Feel free to pick up the phone and contact any of these helplines. I personally, myself, at one of my darkest points, contacted the Samaritans and it completely changed my outlook and got me out of a really deep, dark place. A problem shared really is a problem halved. So if you don't feel confident talking to those around you, check out any of these organizations and give them a call. This is my Facebook group, Just simply search on Facebook, Men and Their Emotions. It's for men only, uh, but once you're in there, you can talk anonymously about your problems and help others and just feel a little bit of community. So come join the conversation, Men and Their Emotions, on Facebook. Thanks for watching.